1: Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzing's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. GM Zingers, my name is Logan Ross, and I'd like you to welcome you to Flight 58 aboard the Moon or Bust rocket ship, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi on today's show we will be bringing back our good good friend david sun from proof of beauty studios these guys right here this is my personal favorite nft project i think they're doing the coolest stuff with tokenomics and adding value in the coolest way so you guys do not want to miss it make sure you you stick around for the third visit of proof of beauty studios on moon Bust. your mind will be blown i promise Joining me today is number one Dex trader, Ryan McNamara. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well. It's, again, a beautiful day to be in crypto. I figure, you know, I'd wear my Benjamin Cowan shirt for today. What's a few trillion among friends?
1: You know, that's a very, very good question. What is a few trillion among friends? Drop a comment and let us know down below. While you're down there, make sure to smash the like button uh, so this content can be shown to more people like you and, and we can grow our Moon or Bust community. Uh, so very, very sad and unfortunate update that I, that I have to t- uh, share with you guys today. Uh, Brian will be stepping back to focus on transitioning to a brand new development role at the company, uh, but he will be stopping by every once in a while. So uh, make sure you tell him good luck on, on Twitter uh, and we will hope to see him back here soon. But for now, you're stuck with us. Uh, so if you're new around here, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you'll subscribe if you enjoy the content. Welcome to Benzinga officially. Uh, and if you watch Moon or Bus before, let us know by hitting the like button right now and sending it to a new all-time high. we gonna be talking about those new all-time highs in just a second here. Uh, but if you want to talk about a specific coin, let us know, drop it in the comments, and, and we'll see if we get time to pull it up. Uh, but we, we'll be focusing on this amazing interview today. We also have a Telegram chat where you can become a part of the Moon or Bus community. And, and also, if you want this sick, uh, Bitcoin moon or bust hat designed by yours truly. You can get 25% off if you join the Telegram and ask for the discount code. As always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. It's the best way to reach out. Uh, but with that out of the way, I am going to roll the intro clip and we will get right into it. All right, here we have the Bitcoin chart breaking out into new all-time highs. This top blue line it is the previous all-time high right here. We smashed right through it. Uh, and Ryan, I want to hear your take on that. But first, I want to say shouts out to Mexican Crypto, Kyle, the old Zuck, uh, and Moise. I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, but what's up? Welcome, everyone, to Moon or Bus. Glad to have you here with us today. So, Ryan, what do you make of this chart, this Bitcoin all-time high?
2: Well, first of all, of course, it's really exciting to see a new all-time high. And I don't think we've ever seen a new all-time high where we just creep above the price by maybe 2 or 3% and then head back down. So I think there is more upside to come. Obviously, it's anybody's guess, but I think we could see at least high 60,000s this week, especially with the Bitcoin ETF being approved and trading now. ProShares Bitcoin ETF, uh, ticker BITO, if you want to look into that. But I mean, at this point, we're in price discovery, right? So it's going to be really hard to put a price target on Bitcoin. I mean, we could just go up, have a correction and then go up later on. Uh, generally long term, I'm pretty bullish on Bitcoin. I think quarter four, we could see close to $100,000. I mean, we're already up over 100% from those lows we saw over the summer. So that's very exciting. Uh, But what do you think, Logan? Do you think we could see $100,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year? And where do you think we're going in the short term?
3: (sighs)
1: Okay, lots to unpack there. So $100,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year. I think it's possible, but unlikely. to be honest, I would rather wait to, to hit that mark to a little bit later down the road. Uh, as you know, with the Benjamin Cowan shirt on, time is on our side, right? So the longer it takes for the market to top out, the higher the the top will be. So I, I'm, I'd am i be ecstatic if we hit 100K this year. I think it's definitely possible with all of the crazy ETF action going on. Uh, but personally, I'd rather wait. Uh, until january february then we can maybe see 120 to 150k as the top instead of 100k zuck thinks we're going to see a sell-off before 100k i have to agree with him there uh i think in the short term we're probably going to consolidate right above this all-time high for you know maybe three weeks uh two three weeks before we see another crazy move uh but well bitcoin is chilling that presents the opportunity for other coins to rip. So let's flip over to Ethereum. I've been on these DGEN one-minute candles lately, looking at them super short timeframes, but I'll zoom out a little bit back to the dailies. Uh, and we can see that Ethereum is now following the pattern just a couple days behind Bitcoin. Uh, it's finally taking off, looking for those new all-time highs. It broke through this previous resistance level. Uh, and I'll let Ryan take it over on the TA from here.
2: Well, Logan, do you want to tell the viewers about how you may just be the next master of margin? You entered into your first leveraged Ethereum trade the
1: other day. I did. Okay. So, long story short, I watched Ryan uh, do his Bybit uh, leverage trading experiments for, for years, and I was always FOMOing hard. I wanted to get, get that leverage, get those extra attendees. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to wait for the perfect time for it. So, uh, the other day, I think it was right around here. Uh, uh, I'm not 100% positive. It's somewhere around here. Well before these rips, uh, I got into a long uh, on a decentralized exchange uh, and I did a little 20X leverage. So my liquidation price is six twenty-six fifty. So hopefully we won't see it come back down here anytime soon. And I'll be able to ride that 20X out through new all-time highs and hopefully past 5K, 6K. Uh, and we'll have to see if you guys are doing any leverage trading, let us know in the chats below. Uh, I also want to hear about the other coins you guys are looking at while Bitcoin is potentially chilling out, taking a break, playing around in the sandbox. Ryan, do you have anything on your radar that you want to talk about or should we talk about the Coin Gecko Con? NFT's gone wild.
2: Maybe we can cover the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation for Ethereum just quickly. I think that gives a good indicator of where the market's at, especially at times like these where Bitcoin's ripping. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell from this chart, you know, what's happening. All right. So, would you
1: rather have me zoom out or uh what what's good?
2: Oh, no, the Ethereum Bitcoin instead of Ethereum USD oh. to see what that valuation's looking like. Got you. Cuz although Ethereum's going up right now, it's probably not going up very strong against Bitcoin. If anything, it actually might be underperforming, which, yeah, now we can see it is underperforming, which is to be expected, especially when mm-hmm. Bitcoin's ripping. I mean, it is the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation. Uh, Logan, I see you drew, drew this triangle a little while back. Uh, we're towards mm-hmm. the bottom of it now. The great thing about triangles is you can uh, just redraw them when, when they are out <laughs> range. So maybe we Oops. just redraw that right now. Oops, <laughs> look it. It's still a triangle, guys. Oh, we're
1: still inside, guys. This is very bullish. Very, very bullish. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, like we always say around here, uh, all models are wrong, but some are helpful. Basically, what we want to show you guys are the possible outcomes that could happen. So you guys are prepared for them and, and know how to handle them if they do play out. So from here, we could see it bounce back up. Uh, And, and, you know, while Bitcoin's playing around in the sandbox, just going sideways for a couple of weeks, we could see ETH uh, do its own thing, get those all time highs and kind of reclaim some of this dominance, come back up to the top of the triangle uh, and kind of settle down here. It'll be very interesting to see uh, when the end of the triangle occurs, which will be well into 2022. Uh, It will be nearly in July geez what will be going on then will we be breaking up will ethereum flip bitcoin uh or will it be business as usual bitcoin remains the king let us know in the chat what you guys think does ethereum have a chance to flip bitcoin this market cycle and while you're down there tap the like button and send it to a new all-time high uh okay so we got some talk about ada in the chat Uh, maybe we'll mention that real quick before we talk about nft's gone wild so cardano is falling back with the other mid caps now uh pat has has the ada bag so let me just pull up this chart for you here ryan i mean if you've seen the show before you know that ryan is not the biggest fan of ada i personally have a little bit mostly as a hedge to my ethereum position and and also hoping it could go up uh alongside ethereum Uh, but we see what it's been doing here uh not too much It's it's looking like it's consolidating ryan do you have any takes on this chart
2: no, I mean, I've said it on past shows. I don't think Cardano really follows the market as well as some of these other cryptocurrencies do. I mean, we saw that last time when Bitcoin and Ethereum ripped. You know, uh, it, uh, Ada was really close to a dollar for a very long time before it had huge gains once everything else kind of slowed down. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. But other than that, I, I really don't have too many
1: comments on Ada. Yeah, let us know what you guys think about Ada in the chat. Uh, I, I'm pretty bullish for the rest of this market cycle. I think we could see like an eight to ten dollar ADA, uh, which is which is pretty bullish. Um, but it will it's going to take a lot for that to happen. I think we need to see some actual DeFi action going on on the blockchain, and we need to see them sort out all of the issues that they've been having with their smart contracts. Now, you might be saying, no, that these aren't issues they're having. This is how it was planned. Uh, well, if it was planned like that, why isn't it working out? Like we expected, like uh, I'll, I'll accept that it was that it was planned out like that. Uh, but I'm just curious why, why they would make that decision in the first place. So we'll, we'll have to see what they do, uh, if they have any updates, good old Charles Hoskinson for us uh, in the coming days or weeks. But like you said, Ryan, Cardano, Chainlink, these projects don't really follow the normal market. They kind of play by their own rules, which I think is pretty interesting. Like we don't really see a whole lot of this, like even Ethereum mostly just follows Bitcoin. Uh, So we will keep our eyes tuned to this and keep you guys updated. We know we got the ADA bag holders out there in the chat, so shouts out to you. Uh, So let's do a little giveaway. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. All right. The second episode in a row, we are doing a giveaway. Today's giveaway, we will be giving away five tickets to GeckoCon the NFTs gone wild project if you guys are into NFTs or want to get into NFTs this is the self proclaimed NFT conference of the year it's coming up in about 1 month 27 days uh, and we're going to be giving away tickets uh, over the next couple shows so make sure you guys are stay tuned if you don't win today however today we will be giving away 5 tickets uh, to the first five people to follow me and ryan both on twitter and send us a dm saying nfts gone wild so uh ready set go i'm gonna take out my phone Ryan, you take out your phone the first five people to to toss us a follow on twitter and i'll make it full screen so you can see our handles right here uh these will be the winners uh, of the tickets free tickets to the nft gone wild coin gecko conference there yo is. logan while we wait can
2: you pull up and the speakers let's handy. look at let's look at the speakers who are talking at this conference because there's some pretty impressive people joining this i'm i for one i'm excited to go We'll be yeah, covering it. Maybe we can do a Moon or Bust episode covering CoinGeckoCon. Who knows?
1: That would be crazy. So if you guys saw last episode, we gave away a Ledger, or not a Ledger, a treasure, excuse me, the hardware wallet. Uh, and we want to keep these giveaways coming to build that Moon or Bust support. We got Max Z just followed me. Uh, and, uh, hopefully he got Ryan as well. He will be the first recipient should he uh, pull through here. MexicanCrypt.eth, number two winner for today uh and we are gonna go okay so let's take a look at these speakers here um we got akon akon i think that we're gonna be doing a panel with him right
2: yeah we are i think i mean we're still planning it it's either akon or one other person from this list
1: yeah but that would that'd be crazy if we got to do a little panel with akon i think it's in the works right now uh that's what that's what producers were telling us so hopefully we got it going on
2: But we got people from Engine, we got people from People Pleaser DAO, we got a lot of different projects here, really cutting edge stuff. I I am actually really excited to
1: go to this. All right, we got Kindred Duke as our third winner. I know he's been a long time fan, he's been following us for a while, and he just sent the DM. So uh, we got Aaron Bryan as our fourth winner, Uh, and we got space for one more. So hit us up on Twitter, both of us with a follow, and we will give you... The last ticket of five that are available today uh, for this conference here. So, so far we have Max, Mexican Crypto, uh, Aaron Bryan, and Kindred Duke with the first first uh, first four wins. Uh, so Ryan, who else is sticking out to you on this on this list here?
2: We got Michael Wagner from Star Atlas. That's cool. That's a project I'm definitely interested in following over the next few years. That should be a good panel um audius another interesting one we covered audius i think it was last week but that's a coin i'm bullish on on solana um but there's definitely a lot of different people friends with benefits dow that's that's a big DAO uh, on ethereum with koopa troopa from twitter so i mean they're really deep in the space i think that this is gonna be a great conference with a lot of really cool people
1: most definitely all right well we're gonna close the giveaway for today because we have the one the only David son with us here in the background. Uh, so I'm going to bring him on stream now and we will talk proof of beauty. David, welcome back.
3: Hey, hey. Nice to see you. What's on your, what's in your background for both uh-huh. of you guys? Is that yeah. I love the board yeah, yes. I Love the London gift.
1: <laughs> yes. These are the uh, off-brand London gifts that I do like, <laughs> but we'll be talking about the the real ones that you're going to be offering soon uh, in, in a little yep. bit here. So at least
2: you didn't right-click, save them and then print them out. <laughs>
1: They're still real. I do own them, yes. You could check the chain on that one. Okay, so David, uh, the first time we had you on, we talked about the the studios, Proof of Beauty Studios' first series, the Hash series. The second time we had you on, we talked about the London Gift, these projects right here, the London Token, and also the DAO that went alongside that project uh, and all the crazy things you're doing with the London Token especially. So for people who might have missed the first two episodes, could you give us a quick recap uh, on hash and london
3: yeah yeah um i'm gonna try to keep this as short as i can um yeah so so tldr for for what you know what you know how do we think about ourselves is we're kind of just like a group of artists building interesting nft projects and and we like to call our we call ourselves proof of beauty studios uh and we Build things, and we've been building about a year and a half. I want to say Um, Hash being our first project that we built, which is about tokenizing uh, history as NFTs. So you can feed in a transaction hash, and then it can be uh, interpreted as a NFT artwork, kind of like an art blocks piece. Um, Mm -hmm. So folks have been collecting a lot of really interesting history um, with that. Um, I, I believe recently, just like yesterday, Vitalik was burning a lot of his like his uh, you know coins there. Uh, not known. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear here, but like you know yeah, all his coins, right? <laughs> so um, a lot of folks were collecting that as history um, as a hash NFT. So that was fun to see. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's so hash has this whole kind of like history art edge to it, and it's been very. Uh, fun to see how folks are interpreting our crypto history in the form of abstract art. Uh, and people have been adding titles and descriptions uh, to tell the story of, of crypto. So uh, that's been a very fun project that we're continuing to support and, and iterate on and build features for. Um, and with that, we all later built London. Uh, the London project uh, was a project kind of really based around how do we celebrate the hard fork that happened uh, two months ago uh the london hard fork so we had this whole build up with a london erc20 token and then we released a nft called uh the london gift uh which you you can see on uh you know logan's background <laughs> backgrounds canvases and also here um which uh, i'm happy that <laughs> you guys like it um so yeah we created these in celebration of the whole uh, hard fork um you know it broke some records in the very beginning that that was pretty that that was really cool to see uh, there's a whole DAO now involved that is kind of continuing the spirit of the project um, it, it's positioning itself as a grant style so it's kind of giving out money to other artists to other projects that Uh, have a similar spirit as this project so uh, so yeah so we've been building out London and still growing London and and we decided to make our lives more busy by creating a third thing recently called Publico Uh, and Publico in so many ways is is, uh, a project that just came out of a lot of different meditations that we've had about NFTs and and Really, it's, Publico isn't really one project. More so, it's kind of like, I've described it to folks as almost like, if we were able to blog you know, about NFTs, but we create an NFT for every blog that we wrote, that's what Publico would be. So we, we create these, they're, they're almost like separate, very small projects. So they're like studies, is what we call them. Hmm. Um, so Open Piano is our first study about ownership about metadata um so the key cool thing about open piano was it was a set of 64 nfts and um the key catch was just the owner of token id zero was allowed to change how um the metadata uh change the artworks change the titles and descriptions of all 64 so that was just a fun social experiment that we've done and we've Uh, given it to already to another artist, Robness, um, to uh, have him uh, put his take into the collection, and now we're going to move on to um, we're working with him to find another artist to kind of take on the Olympic torch, if you will, of of, um, playing around with the set.
2: So Robness is the one who has the token with ID0? Yes,
3: yes. He has, he currently owns 000, and we're working with him to Figure out who is the next person to to put on the list. Right. So, did he
2: make any changes to these NFTs uh, once he owned that? Because that's yeah. That's so
3: like... he's really famous for doing a lot of trash art. He's a um, it's like a aesthetic. Um, so he's been doing this the trash art set, which which he pretty much changed everything uh, to the same thing, but one of them to sixteen, uh, my Lily token ID sixteen was the only one that is a little different, and I just think that's really interesting how he's playing around like implied variety, uh, rarities right where um uh he's effectively um playing around with the set in a way that's like hey all of a sudden am gonna flatten everybody's rarities and make one rare um and it'll be interesting to see how the next artist comes in it's like maybe he keeps uh uh token id 16 as is and then manipulates everything else right so it's kind of like a uh almost like a graffiti wall how it's like hmm. layers and layers of art could be built on top of it um so we're really hoping to see the social experiment bro interesting um,
1: so was it robness's choice to pass the torch uh or was this part of the plan all along and, and if so did robness have any pushback uh, of his collection being uh potentially graffiti yeah
3: yeah i i think we we both came when, when we communicated to him initially yeah. he, he knew what he was getting himself into um and that's kind of the fun of it all it's you know, we, we didn't position this project as something that you want to be investing in, uh, um, mm-hmm. as, as like a strictly investable asset. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's other NFTs in our portfolio of projects that is a little strictly more investable. Um, but yeah, so we've been, we told them from the beginning, I was like, Hey, this is, you know, you understand the rules, right? Like, uh, obviously we don't own token ID zero, so we can't force you to do something that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that is that, that, that force you to move it, but he's, he's a great artist. He's experimental. He's been in the NFT space for many, many years. I would consider one of the founding folks in the NFT art space. Um, so, so he kind of knew what he was getting into and, and loved the kind of more experimental nature of the Publico project series. And yeah, like if the next person overrides a lot of this, that's kind of part of the fun, right? As I think he's, he knows what the kind of value add he's presented.
1: Um, so, what did it take for robness to be able to uh be the winner of this token i d zero
3: um it was it was kind of a matter of just uh, cause i was token i d zero the first the very first owner of it um uh, so I had my own art up there too and then um I kind of went through my network of, of folks that i knew that um was interested in partic- in helping out and participating and I passed on the torch to them and now robness is now gonna go through his uh, network of folks that he knows, artists that he knows that are hopefully in- interested enough to become the next torchbearer and hopefully we can pass it on <laughs> onwards like that.
2: So Very it's the cool. same collection but these NFTs actually change when that torch gets passed on to somebody else.
3: Yeah, yeah. So whenever it's passed to somebody else that person can, can manipulate it in a way that um, they so choose. Um So it's like we're kind of flipping the equation of what an NFT is. It, it, you know, when we look at a board ape, it's a board ape. You don't expect it to change, or right? it doesn't all of a sudden become trash art, right? But we're thinking that, hey, what if we made, made an NFT that, that is meant to change? In fact, it is malleable. Um, and you're not really owning a static um, asset anymore, but something uh, that you know, ref- that reflects change with uh, whoever is a new owner of it, right? And and that's really interesting to us. And, and we're um, and that's why we kind of branded it in this more experimental bucket mm. of of work from us that uh, we 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 build these not with intent of um, of there to be money or anything. It's more so we build these with intent of communicating um, ideas about what an NFT can and can't be.
1: Very interesting.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting. I I know you said that this isn't really an NFT that you'd recommend, you know, investing in. That's not really the focus. It's more of an experiment. But just trying to understand this a little bit better. So there's one NFT right now in this collection that's different than the rest. So right now, I mean, I would assume that's probably the most valuable token in the collection. Will that token still be more valuable once somebody else is in control of the token ID 0 and then the metadata changes?
3: Um, well, I think it depends on, on the the norms of how mm-hmm. people operate with these, the set of metadata. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do know that uh, 16 was sold um, quite easily um, after it was changed um, in metadata. So the market reacted fairly fast there. Um, Interesting. But I wouldn't be surprised if the next um, artist keeps 16 as is and says i'm not touching that one and i'm going to leave i'm going to change the other ones and then maybe the next artist would do the same and then the same and the same and this kind of report and i would eventually build up a culture where it was like let's because it's it's meant to be a, a, a series of artists participating like they understand that they don't want to ruin the per- previous person's work right so right. token id 000 was kind of like, was my work and that was kind of left as is and and 16 may now be left as is and the next artist can come in and uh, interject in their way so we're trying to build up a culture where it's um, where we leave the best parts and, and and inject our best parts into the set
1: so are you encouraging uh the current owner to uh you know pass it off to someone in his community that's not necessarily already a part of the proof of beauty community to try to to grow it overall
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of, I've been very open-minded about that to him. We've been just kind of bouncing back and just trying to figure out who that can be and having that person reach out to us and we don't know who that is and and kind of build a relationship there uh, between artists and artists to, to see how we can grow this and, you know, also grow respectively both of our relationships and brands.
1: Hmm. It's like a community driven curated (laughs) collection. That's very cool
3: yeah yeah so it's it was a very whimsical project that came out of like a you know a random you know seeing a physical piano and somebody playing it at an airport and we're like let's let's make that into an mt and hmm. here we are <laughs>
2: Cool. So, David, you have like a lot of artists now, you know, doing things within Proof of Beauty and you have several collections that have recently came out. Do you see yourself more as like an art blocks, art house type deal where you have a lot of different collections and some of them may be made by, you know, different artists? Or do you see yourself more as just an NFT project?
3: Um, I can definitely say between the two, I, we lean a little bit more as uh, the project side as in that we uh, don't have external interest when it comes to creating platforms um, like an art blocks where, you know, our block as a platform takes a 10% cut of all the uh, mints on there and blah, 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 however, to do it. Um, we're a little bit more about how do we create a completely verticalized IP that we created from uh, From 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 scratch, and that usually does mean that we we will and hope to continue to collaborate with other artists in in, in realizing this whole net new project. Um, We have been approached, um, and something that we have considered about how do we scale some of the technologies that we built into platforms, but. it's kind of has not been my creative interest <laughs> for lack of a better word um we're uniquely positioned that we're not you know expected to have venture capital growth pucks um mainly because we're not venture capital backed um so that allows us to stay within this creative ip realm um and and yeah so i guess between personal ambition and and incentive alignment we we're not in a place where we want to become art blocks. We're ETH block art and those things. Um, I do think we're equipped to do so. Um, just not right now. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So, now I want to talk a little. Go ahead, Logan. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay. going to say
2: that. Yeah,
1: I was going <laughs> to. Want a rock, paper, scissors for it?
2: Okay, let's do it.
1: Okay, go ahead all right bet uh okay so david a lot of people in the community uh keep talking about how this is the most slept on project in the nft space i mean in my opinion it has the coolest tokenomics you're doing the coolest things of of any nft uh you know platformer project whatever you prefer to call it that, that i've seen out there so do you uh do you kind of like uh or prefer to have this small community of really really heavily uh interested and invested uh like members Or at some point, do you think, all right, now's the time we need to to really expand? And at what point would that be?
0: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a great question. And, and that's been something that we've been working on. And then obviously a bigger brand doesn't hurt. I, I don't think that <laughs> will we in any way have uh, want to impede our growth. Um, mm-hmm. but we do want we do think about it more deliberately. Um, like between you know co-founder and I, we we both are joking but very seriously saying that this is our last job, as in like we mm-hmm. don't plan to leave this mm-hmm. career path that we're sitting ourselves into, and that means mm-hmm. you know we're both twenty young twenties kids, right? Like building this, and that means we want to build and grow something, something that's very sustainable and, and a community that's sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. So we have been consistently approached by NFT promoters that wants us to pay them for promotions. We've been approached by a lot of these different mechanics and just out of the spirit of, of what we believe is putting money to the right places and the right people. We haven't participated in any of those. Mm-hmm. uh kind of efforts and i think those are very short-term growth efforts that obviously can had pros and cons but we value sustainable growth over those and that's just more of a personal philosophy than anything else so we are growing very organically we haven't you know you know asked specifically and told them here's money for saying good words about us we, we really ask folks to really you know own what they do like what we do um and we kind of colloquially kind of call any community member like we call them being pod pilled as in you know like the matrix reference uh mm-hmm. we, we we try to pod pill more people and i think that just you know sometimes that just is a slow progress because we're not a pfp project mm-hmm. um we don't have the pumpnomics that <laughs> other projects can enjoy uh because of that uh we don't you know it's just play in the in the and in the business of you know paying influencer five ETH to say endlessly show about you know this project and our project has a, a certain you know uniqueness and complexity to it that um makes it hard for folks to um frankly fully grok what we're doing and that's mm-hmm. fine and that's something that you know, as artists, we're learning how to better communicate our ideas. And that's something that we're learning now. on a day. How do we better communicate our brand?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that's something that between the founder and I, on co-founder and I, we've been talking about this nearly every week about are we doing a good job of communicating ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we see steady growth. Um, and obviously when the market is good around like London gift, that always brings in a new boon of people. And, and we always try our best to retain as many of those folks as pop. Uh, community, mm-hmm. community members. Um, but when it comes to the long-term horizon, we think it's inevitable that we will become one of the mainstay NFT studios, just because mm-hmm. I think we have the ambitions to stay for that long. We mm-hmm. have a, a, a studio that has the resources and positioning to create uh, all the coolest, newest IPs. Because I think mm-hmm. that so- certain other projects are, are kind of scoped by either the IP that they have already created, like Bored Apes, the Yugo Labs, but behind Bored Apes, they're kind of within that domain of work, um, whereas we can really stretch our, stretch ourselves out. And, and really, I don't think there's a lot of things that people, we can release and people be like, oh wait, that really came out of nowhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so we are positioning ourselves in that way to have a structure of an organization allows us to creatively grow, um, and grow with our community. And we build, we build a lot of our projects in a way that rewards community members who have been here for a very long time. A lot of our longtime community members are DAO members and they've been working in the DAO and the DAO intends to deploy capital to them. Uh, we've given airdrops to folks, um, like the Publico is all going to be airdropped projects to our community members. Um, so we're going to be the tortoise, I guess, in the tortoise versus the rabbit race here um when they're sleeping mm. we'll, we'll still be chugging along growing mm. ourselves
2: <laughs> so david on the topic of community and you mentioned the dow the london dow recently passed a vote to start burning london gifts so what's the incentive of this and what are you doing here
3: yeah uh a few things i think this has been a project that uh, the community wanted wanted to do since the hard fork occurred um and the main I guess spiritual reason was just, you know, EIP fifteen fifty nine is all about burning, ETH, mm-hmm. and there was like, why don't we? I mean, London Gift is about London, about EIP fifteen fifty nine. Why don't we, you know, burn the very NFT that celebrates this burning um, chain, this this burning effect that was the result of mm-hmm. of the hard fork, right? So. That was the main inspiration behind it, right? That was the main intent was that we should have a project that have a burning effect um, where, where NFTs can be burnt. Um, so so we've been kind of jamming on that uh, specific um, mechanic for a while and then has been passed that we will be building a new NFT that um, is only accessible if you burn London Gift or burn itself. Um, hmm. And we really, and I like to think that there's could have a lot of interesting effects Uh, uh, for one. um, I think it will obviously give price performance for London gift a boost as in Mm -hmm. supply shrinks. Um, And there's going to be a curative force where people are curating by burning, by removing less desirable London gift from the supply. And that will effectively be a um, a curation force for the whole set. And I think that's, that's in itself very fun and very fascinating to see, Um, and I think that would also help spur price movements just in both respective markets. Um, there's a lot of, I think good reasons that we think London burn would be very fun. Um, as a studio, we've been thinking about doing a burn project for a year now, just never had the chance to do it. And now, you know, stars are aligning and we're like, yeah, this could be the time that we finally do a burn project. Um, so yeah, we're going to, that's kind of where, uh, uh, the context behind burning London gift comes from uh, both pragmatically and, and very um, artistically, we just, just want to do it.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting point you make about the curation aspect of burning. I never really considered that, uh, but the people will be most willing to burns the one, burn the ones that they like the least. So it, it immediately becomes a, a community curated collection by offering yep. that. That's so cool. Uh, so I'll pull up the OpenSea. Uh, for the London gifts. Now we can take a look uh, at what they've been doing lately. So the floor price is just about 0. 0.1. I'm gonna, I might have to pick some more up to do some burning. That's pretty cool. So, so can you tell us anything about this new NFT uh, that will be rewarded to the burners?
3: Um, I'm currently still working on the, the generative art for it. Um, mm-hmm. that's been, um, uh, Both a fun and frustrating experience just Mm. because you know you're you're trying to build something that looks visually pleasing, and and half the time you don't even know what you're doing. Um, Mm. but uh, I can definitely say that, purely technical level, we're really going to be pushing the boundaries of what an NFT can do. We're doing it fully on chain, as in it's fully SVG art that is on chain, there's no IPFS hash. Um, but we're still trying to do it at the quality of art that we hold ourselves to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a very fascinating technical constraint about it. And there's a lot of reasons why we're doing it like that. Uh, for one, um, we get some technical benefits of that. Just, I'm not going to go too deeply into that. We do get some technical benefits if we do it fully on chain. Uh, but point two is we uh, as a studio, we're really trying to pro- progress ourselves to a future where our artworks can outlast us um, by uh, you know, decades even, right? Um, and, and that means we need to build art that is more long-term sustainable. Um, so that really means we're, we're focused on building things with IPFS, with ROE, with fully on-chain art, I think. Mm. That's the, that's the kind of direction we want to trend towards, and, and that's what we're trying to do, is create things that are sustainable, um, long-term. Interesting.
1: So the fully on-chain art hasn't really been too feasible uh, because of gas costs and the space that it takes to store the art on-chain. How are you going to work around this?
3: Um, there's a lot of magic that, that will be happening, I guess. Um, mainly, we are incredibly inspired by how um you know swap v3 protocol uh, you know how uh, um, in their context their lp positions are nfts um 721s mm-hmm. um and if you go in openc you see their um see that visual that visual is actually fully on chain um huh. and generated um and generated all on chain as if it's like a mad lid that they went in and then they filled out the mad lid with like oh this is ETH, this is die and then this is the price it's trading right now and whatever. Mm. Um, and we realize there's a really uh, powerful avenue that that offers us if we can do that with generative art is where we can Madlib um, SVGs in a way that could create net new, visually interesting artworks. Um, so I think Uniswap kind of inspired us and paved the way. I know there's other projects that do fully on-chain art that we're learning from a lot. Um, but I think uh, Uniswap V3 really showed that the quality you can get with on-chain art, um, and we we're like, okay, if we can get, if they can do that, then I think we can push the barrier further um, with with SPGs on-chain. Hmm. Fascinating.
1: So let's talk about the London token for a second. Can you give us a little background uh, on why you created this token and what you've been doing with it since its inception?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um... The token was kind of just part of the, what do you want to call it, the festival of the London project um, for a month before the project was launched. Uh, Before the hard fork, we had the London ERC-20 token, and and you you were only, I guess, able to mint it um, via uh, a very specific gas price. So you don't have to pay money for it. There was no ICO. There was no whatever... um, yield farming mechanic, it was only mintable or, or, or um, retrievable if you were to mint it at a gas price of exactly 15.59 G-Way in celebration of the EIP-1559 um, hard fork. Um, so we, we've been allowing that to mint for all the way up to the hard fork and then it shuts off there and about, I keep forgetting this number, uh, about 20-something million has been minted. Um, I could be totally wrong. The London stats will correct me right now, um, but yeah. So we allowed these to mint, and now there's a locked up supply of about twenty something million. That um, you know we can't you can't mint anymore because the hard fork already occurred. So I was completely off. So forty six million. Mm. I was I was counting it differently there. Um, but there's forty six million London get um, ERC twenty tokens, uh, and this token really now um, initially was its main utility was. Um, If you wanted to buy the gift NFT, you had to pay in London tokens. That was its first utility. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's kind of transitioned itself to a governance token for the London DAO. Mm -hmm. Um, And two is it's going to start to transition itself into kind of the core social currency, if you will, of the proof of beauty ecosystem of projects. So it won't just be, you know, for London anymore, it's you know in the hash world we're going to allow it to be used for certain features. Hmm. Uh, when we open the shop um, for physical prints, we're going to um, denominate in London tokens. Uh, we have a lot of other efforts, um, you know. Uh, future the Burn project will require London tokens as well. All these kind of projects—they're they're meant to compound this effect, need of the London token being the glue uh, or, or being the main the main currency of utility around um, uh, enjoying the London um, the proof of beauty projects um, more and more. Um, so that's kind of the the direction we're moving towards, and probably in a few months we we can really push that direction forward. Um, and and you know between then we we've seen a lot of very fascinating <laughs> price movements. Uh, that's the best, best way to say it. around the London token. It's been trading at highs of 4 cents, 4 and 5 cents, and, and lows of, uh, right now, at $20.027. Uh, um, so there's certainly a, a certain amount of volatility to it, but it's um, it's it's just it's fascinating to kind of see this token being uh, grown um, really out of this, just, this really fun experiment that uh, you know um, it was just about gas prices and now it's a, a whole full currency with a really non-trivial market cap
1: yeah and the fact that you gave it out for free uh, i think is the coolest part and it also adds to your your points earlier about longevity uh and kind of not trying to be a cash grab right now but instead of trying to reward the, the early holders the early uh, adopters and then adding value for them as you go uh, i think that's the the coolest thing that's been done with with ERC20s in the NFT space.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's been our big philosophy, and you know we've been very fortunate to have made a lot of income <laughs> from other <laughs> projects. So we were allowed to focus on building projects that that short term doesn't strictly mean we make money. um But you know, not to say I'm not I don't own a lot of London tokens, right? Like I I do own quite a bit. You know, both of us own a lot, not just for governance, but because we believe in Building London, London ERC20 token do something that's going to be very successful, mm-hmm. um, and we're really we're both folk hoping to focus on breaking you know price barriers, um, mm-hmm. you know within a year. Um, so yeah, it's like it was, it's not as if we're purely altruistic here. There's yeah, we, we we operate in space where it was, it's it's not hard to speculate into any project, but we wanted to do we do things on usually very fair launch. Hmm.
1: Anyway, we want to talk about Colored Loot, uh, but real quick, I want to talk about where people could get London if they want to. Uh, I know that I voted on a DAO proposal to send, I think it was $30 million uh, worth to SushiSwap. Uh, So is that the best place to get it right now? Or I saw you did something with Matcha as well.
3: SushiSwap um, is the preferred place now. Um, If you want to have a you know, just I think the the better UI is just using Matcha. Uh, That's me shamelessly plugging them um <laughs> but if you go on our website we on London website we do have trading links that goes out to matcha um and and that would be a really good place just to um if you want to you know reasonably speculate in the token you can do so there
1: um, there you go and i put that link in the chat for anyone who's curious
2: So, David, like Logan said, we wanted to touch on your newest project coming out, Colored Loot. Could you explain that to us?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, this was actually largely a project that uh, the community really wanted us to do. And we were kind of hesitant to do it, but we finally bit the bullet. Um, But with the London Gift and even Hash, um, people were really... um, excited about the color palettes that we use. Um, We have this massive JSON object of like a few thousand color palettes that that I've kept for years on my computers. Um, And I use that usually to do um, generative art. And and, um, uh, that has been um, where we kind of, uh, you know, get our color sources from, but people were like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we um, you take those colors palettes and made them as NFTs? And we're like, hmm. well, why would we do that? And then it was like, it's, it's just going to be like a block of four colors. Like, why would you guys want that? <laughs> but then eventually we realized it's kind of because of, of the loot projects. Uh, we kind of realized there is a big opportunity to release these as color palettes, mainly because they can be fully on-chain and, you know, uh, we kind of realize it kind of there's a two birds one stone effect here, right? Is when we build the London Gift, I'm sorry, London Burn project, which you get a burn gift. Um, it's fully on chain, but where are we going to get color palettes, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, we can solve that problem by making color palettes as NFTs, right? And if they're NFTs, we can literally, you know, call in a call in a contract function in Solidity, get color palette, and you could get a color palette that's fully on chain. And owned mm. by somebody, right? So, um, that's why we're doing it, is because we believe that these color palettes, um, if we put them on chain, this allows us to be better artists with future projects, as we can use this collection of color palettes uh, to do future work. Um, and two is people kind of want something um, extra that's fun to come out of their project. so we're gonna give out. We're giving out these palettes. Um, to anybody who owns a London gift with that very color palette. Um, mm. But the thing, the cool catch is it's like first comer first, you know, first serve, whatever mm. for serve. I'm butchering that quote. Um, but, you know, so if there's four London gift with this exactly same color palette, only one of them, whoever came in first will receive it. So there's some, hopefully some fun games to be played here. Um, mm. And also hopefully just a spur to the market of London gift. Hopefully folks will, be excited to participating in colored loot um, and do
2: you, do you know how many unique color palettes there are for london gifts
3: oh i do not know uh, i do know there's a few duplicates out there um definitely under a few thousand um, okay but i genuinely do not know how <laughs> how many there and- is
2: if an outside developer wanted to make something in collaboration with this, could they use your NFT color palette kind of like loot has as a goal where like anyone can go in and create something and then you could potentially mint it with your color palette that you own. Is that Yeah. Is that yeah. I, I don't think do?
3: there's anything stopping them. Um, okay. Um, it's fully going to be so open source. The the color is going to be on chain. Um, it's SVG art as well. Um, I wouldn't be even. I would be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the London Dow supports and gives artists grants to create projects uh, that uses colored loot um, hmm. as part of its uh, experience. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's totally within the realm, and we expect it. It's not something that you know, as a studio, we're gonna go and do deal flow and 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 reach out to artists to force them to use it. It's not within our interest. It's more like, mm-hmm. here's a great resource if you want to use it, is it's available? Um, if not, that's totally fine. You know, we're going to be using it in-house. Hopefully the London DAO will support projects that do use it. Uh, but between that, that's as much um, external support that we may push. But if it all of a sudden blows up and everybody using it, obviously we would put more time into presenting it more um, approachably for other developers. Mm-hmm.
1: So Mexican Crypt in the chat says, where do we go to learn about future proof of beauty projects before we get priced out? (laughs) Uh, And Mexican Crypt right here, we just showed you one. If you pick up a a London gift, you'll be able to mint uh, one of these when they come out. And there will only be a few thousand of them. So if you want to get in early, just snag a a London gift and be ready to mint. Would you say that's, that's correct, David?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We got this. We got the burn project going on. That's the main two. NFTs. We have a shop we're building, so it's quite a busy time for us, but our Proof of Beauty Twitter is probably the main place for updates, but please do join our Discord. um, Discord.gg slash P.O.B. Uh, We try to do a pretty good job of announcing all of our progress there, uh, weekly cadence, just to kind of give give you guys all an update there. Um, Mm -hmm. So That's probably the best two places. um, If you just want to learn what we're doing (laughs) um because it sometimes can get quite a bit uh crazy and a lot of things are happening um mm-hmm. so yeah so we are yeah so yeah we have those big three products coming um and i think you're looking at preview of the shop mm-hmm. um that yeah, i'm pretty excited about um, um mm-hmm. I, I a shop for all physical experience because there's so many asks by folks to have art prints Mm-hmm. uh merchandise from us they they would they want our signature on like a hoodie that's been a big yeah. ask uh phone cases has been a big one too uh there's yeah. been so many asks and, and we hoping to support it with with the shop that we're working on so yeah. do you have
2: any plans for those london tokens that you'll be getting from the shop
3: uh in part we as a st- studio strictly as a studio we don't own any <laughs> london oh, no, correction we don't own it we, we now own some but we don't we don't own a lot of london the London the studio itself doesn't own a lot of london we personally own a lot of london um and so this is in part a way for the studio to have a skin in its game um mm. to own a lot of london that um you know to do things to to, to to grow the project and have a speculative reason to be part of these projects um Two is one of the big things for us is we, we want to help stabilize the price a bit of the mm. London token, um, and I think one of the big ways is continuing to offer some of its utility, um, implied utility. And one of the big things we can do there is just say the print is at this fixed price, and mm. um, and you know, and we would you know, a print is so many so many U.S. dollars, right? Um, and that helps kind of peg it a bit um, and stabilize the price a bit um Mm -hmm. and that's why we're also offering london tokens uh denominated london tokens um but yeah like we as a studio plan to um hold it on this you know for our own uses um maybe in the future to do other interesting projects with it um but right now we don't have any strict plans for any acquired london as a studio um beyond just holding it and i think holding itself would do a lot of good just uh, effectively locking, freezing up supply so um, 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 price performance could, could increase in a way that uh, would draw new attention into the community.
1: Hmm. Very cool. So once again, you're adding more value to the London token and, and I think it's probably supposed to be ambiguous uh, how much uh, this print would actually cost if you were to go out and get it yourself, um, but the, the studio must be fronting a lot of money to be uh, kind of trying to peg the London itself, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously, if it's London, we we're, we're it's gonna be very fascinating <laughs> when the London pro- price speculates goes up and down so much. Something like, maybe one day we're we paying money to do this, one day we're profiting mm-hmm. from it, whatever. Right. Um, we are fine with that to be honest, um, because we believe London tokens is worth a lot more in the future than it is today. Um, uh, but two is just um yeah like uh, we we are capital intensive enough of um, uh, unintensive enough as an organization that we can build these kind of things and and kind of eat it eat a short-term instability Mm -hmm. um so we're we're fine with that um and and the prices of prints um are fairly reasonable um i mean they're absurdly high quality prints um these these are from like a very very good print shop that does prints for museums uh frames for museums so we're really doing the highest quality that we can do um and so we're really excited about um just offering you know like like it's not even just like we we, we i told them like if we break even then we're i'm I'm even fine. if we are losing money I'm, I'm still fine just like don't burn mm-hmm. the whole studio down with this project that's about <laughs> it you know uh uh, so that's kind of the only big thing is like, but like the key thing for us, both of us, was we want quality. Uh, uh-huh. We don't really want to just do um, something that you know other folks can do. We really wanted to reach out to another uh, artist, another studio that prides itself with quality and, and get it done correctly and do it do it right. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's been a very long process for us contacting studios and seeing which ones can accommodate. Mm. Uh all the needs that we want with giving out good quality prints.
1: Interesting. So David, let me get your take on the Coinbase NFT platform and also Facebook (laughs) rebranding to a metaverse company.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The second one, I, I I have a lot less of an impression. as I think I just heard about it moments Um, before I came on here. Um, The Coinbase NFT thing, I, I mean, personally, I've known about it for a little longer, I think, before the announcement, um, just from, you know talks in the sewers between folks mm-hmm. um i think it just makes a lot of sense like mm-hmm. it, it'd be very dumb of coinbase not to do it i think is yeah. a big there's a big Think about it you know like open is a two and a half percent rake on the whole entire nft space which is absolutely insane to have a 250 basis point you know claim on all nft sales mm-hmm. and um you know and and, you know and and so and and i wouldn't say and i think a lot of us can consider OpenSea not the most perfect nft (laughs) marketplace or organization there's been so much yeah uh controversy with them and it just doesn't stop Mm -hmm. um so it feels like there's a huge opportunity that a lot of organizations are seeing right and I think Coinbase is. I like say, hey, we have the money. We're well managed. We have a good brand and reach. It's like, why not? Um, it doesn't. It really, you know, uh, doesn't. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like Nifty Gateway, you know, exists, and and with um, Gemini, so like, is I, I was I was surprised it didn't come and, um, any sooner. Like I thought it would be already out by now, um, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense and. Wouldn't be surprised if it's like a zero percent fee model or even lower, just like half a percent, mm. fifty basis mm. points, even makes sense to me. Uh, well, like this is, seems this seems to be where the money's at, right? Um, in this business, because it's like you can operate a super rare a foundation, but those projects, unfortunately, just you know people don't sell multi million dollar board apes on there, right? Um, uh, but people do that on OpenSea and OpenSea. Uh, Zora Protocol, these guys are all now fighting in a, a Rarible and a, m- a billion other competitors are all fighting for that 2.5% opportunity rake, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that user base. So, you know, the fight is going to be good. I mean, if I can sell London Gift without that 2.5% fee, I'm always going to be happy. So, um,
1: Most definitely. Do you and think, I think this is bullish for NFTs in general?
3: Um, I don't think in the short term it's going to be that bullish. Um I think long term it will be. Mm -hmm. Short term I'm I'm just leaning on the side where the market sentiment, at least the energy, feels like it's not it's just doesn't have the hype, but it doesn't mean the capitals are not capital inflows are not coming. Mm Um I mean we're still seeing a lot of big sales Mm -hmm. um for a lot of the blue chips. And I think and also with ETH performing and BTC performing so so freaking well you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you gotta, you gotta consider the opportunity cost. Seriously. Like, should I be an ETH? Should I be in a, in a monkey? Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think <laughs> people are like, you know, like the people are all tweeting about, the, Oh, it's going to access millions and millions of people all of a sudden to NFTs. But I keep coming back is like, so many people are going to be outpriced um, mm-hmm. from blue chips. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to be, and then the current PFP collection of new projects are just simply not, of the quality or of the brand that I feel like people that can be priced in for them will mm-hmm. want to own those. Cause I think the high quality ones like in board, ape, cool cats,
1: London uh, GIF. Future
3: world, London gift. These are mm-hmm. all eventually really aggressively priced out folks. Right. Um, and you know, like I don't, I don't think a lot of people can buy a board ape now. <laughs> that thing is, you know, no short change amount of money. Um, mm-hmm. That thing's, prices are at 40 30 eth now i think 30 something eth um, which at 4k us dollar that's you know that's somebody's salary for like a year if you work in silicon valley right like um, right. so i'm not too bullish on it but i just think that uh, it's long term having a having a genuine like intel versus amd nvidia versus whatever mm-hmm. like having two giants mm-hmm. fight it out Will always give us a benefit because right now, OpenSea has a, a very sluggish product development cycle, two and a half percent fee, really bad customer support. Um, just to have another player, long term, willing to tough it out with them, um, have the money to tough it out, have the brand to tough it out with them. Mm-hmm. I think the long term we're going to see better products, lower fees, um, and just an overall better space, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I'm very bullish on. Um, I don't think short-term or people are going to be able to dump their NFTs on normies as much as they think they can. Um, <laughs> that could, But, you know, I, I I could be totally wrong. I'm not saying I'm, I have well, a, a lot of conviction that interesting around that. a
1: perspective it. because, I mean, the the general thing is that they're going to be able to dump on the normies, right? So it's interesting to see the other side. I really haven't even heard that argument
3: before. So. <laughs> this is like coming from somebody who... who Always have held a more pragmatic position on all of the energy craziness, um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you have the kind of disposable amount of money to speculate, you've already started to speculate. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I think the crypto Coinbase NFT marketplace will hopefully onboard more folks that mm-hmm. have capital inflows to mm-hmm. speculate on these, but it's hard to say right um mainly because i don't have a clear picture of the user bases right now right Uh. yeah Uh,
1: i mean i definitely see your point and it's going to be really interesting to see it play out um but unfortunately we're out of time today ryan do you have any last questions for david no i think we covered it maybe a couple off stream questions but yes yeah (laughs) i do have a few questions for you if you could stick around for a second david happy Uh, to That'd be great. Uh, Everyone, make sure you go check out Proof of Beauty. The Twitter is in the description below. This is one you're not going to want to miss out on five years, 10 years down the road. Uh, This (laughs) will be a household name. Mark my words. Uh, All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. We will see you on Friday. Peace out. On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss.